Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Wednesday afternoon and... Um... I didn't get anybody yet for the Parsha, so let me do the uh, other piece, which is about Elul and Rosh Hashanah, and some interesting things I happened to read today, um, yesterday and today, uh, as part of the series we're doing now on Elul and Rosh Hashanah, Aide um, uh, Patronish Mishpachas Stefanski, thank them very much. <coughs> and uh, I'll tell you where I'm going. I was looking in the Matafrayim. And I told David this new one with English and the funny notes and all that yeshivasha notes. And he mentioned over there, I never really got into myself uh, about the, the Shvarim. You know, Shvarim and Truah, Shvarim. Uh, in general, it's interesting historical. Somebody could do a dissertation on this. Maybe they have, I don't know. On the history of the fights about Eich Lekayim Mitzvah Tekiah Shofar Barash Hashanah. And what's the tekiah, and what's the trua, and what's the this, and what's the that. And as you know, there have been a lot of different opinions out there over the centuries. Sometimes they get into big arguments over this sort of thing. And even today, there are givisim and hagim that uh, are different one and the other concerning uh, length and concerning uh, uh, sound, okay, on various uh, aspects of the chauffeur. One of them being, of course, um, you know, shawarm. So the person who wants to be out all the days, it's almost impossible. Now, I can't, I said almost impossible. If you're really a super brisker, I just happened to look just now in the Chuvis of uh, Rav Sternbuch, the first volume, and he says in his show they do this and that and the other, to be out to this opinion, to be out to that opinion, and so on and so forth. For example, the Rambam says, you know, a tzikia is half a trua, <clears throat> the other opinion is a tzikia is a whole trua, you know, that's what we usually do. Uh, it all goes back to that mission at the end of Rosh Hashanah where it talks about, you know, three, three times three and the 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 truas and the shal shivavos. And do you mean three or do you mean three? Is the trua uh, just da da da? And that's the whole trua from beginning to end. Or is it nine times da 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 da? That's that tosis that I know I've, I'm sure I'm certain I've done it here in the past. And um, it's uh, it's interesting if you get into it, especially this time of year. When else would you do so? So while I'm looking here at this Mount Ephraim with the on, on Tafkov Tzadi, obviously, for those that don't know, 590 Tafkov Tzadi is a chapter in Shulchan Aruch where it has all this stuff um, about the technical uh, rules of blowing chauffeur and all the confusing business. And it's really a verbatim restatement of Tosus. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it's almost verbatim. Uh, I'm talking about Yosef Karo, you know, literally from from, from the Tosus there in whatever Dafit's in, Lama Gimel, Lama Dal, whatever it is, that famous uh, long Tosus, which gives you all the history of the subjects. So while he's talking about the true over here, <coughs> okay, Genuchi uh, Ganach and all the rest of it, so I'm looking at the note here from the publishers, Rabbi David's, whoever it is, where he says, there are various customs, this is what he writes, quote, there are various customs as to the type of sound a shvarim should be. 
The shvarim that the Matafrayim presumably refers to throughout this book is the straight sound that is more or less a, like a tekiah, only shorter. So in other words, shvarim, do, 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 something like that. Meaning it's the same thing as a tekiah, which is do, so this would be shorter, do, you know, something like that. But in quality, it's the same sound, only shorter. This is what all the Rishonim seemingly suggest, he says, and the sound that they traditionally blew throughout Poland. Uh, he means Poland, means the old kingdom of Poland. So this is what people blew uh, in uh, Galicia, in uh, Warsaw, and those kind of places, you know, Lublin and so forth, in uh, Ukraine. In Ukraine. A huge Jewish population, and apparently that's the old Ashkenaz way. This is different than the two or three part Shavarim sounds. I'm reading the, the footnote here, known as tu tu or tu that became common in 19th century Lithuania. That's, that's interesting. I wasn't aware of that. For a fuller discussion, he says, see the Dirshu edition of the Mishnah Borough 595 too. So I had to get an acquaintance of mine to steal a copy of that for me. Um, for purposes of this podcast, and I'm looking here in the Deer Show because I got the, the, the I don't have nothing to do with the Deer Show. It's a fine organization, but it's just it's not the game of me. And he has a little uh, interesting disquisition over here, a sort of you might call the history of the Shmarm, where he says, Ofen Tkiyas Ashwarm Kasaramban in the Drusha of Rosh Hashanah, Shainless Kol Kol Shabbat Koshet Tkiyakitsara. So I noticed Ramban there, who um, gave his famous Rosh Hashanah speech late in life, after he moved to Israel, after the famous debate with Pablo Cristiani, which he, at least from his point of view, he busted him. And the king of Aragon said, you got to leave the country. I know I promised you safe... Uh, safety, but I can't keep it, so I'm, I'm your best friend. Get out of here while you can before the Catholic Church <clears throat> arrests you. And as we all know, the Ramban did that, and then late in life, was he 70, something like that, I don't know, he moved to Eretz Yisrael, where he remained for the last three years of his life before he died. It was during that time, when he was in Israel, that he uh, wrote and finalized his famous Pesh Ramban on the Chumash. So, when the Ramban came there, uh, to Eretz Yisrael by boat from Spain. So he went to Akko, which at, which at that time in the 1260s was still held by the Crusaders. And believe it or not, many Jews, Ashkenazi-type Jews and Western-type Jews, the, the Ramban was Spanish, of course, but in other words, it was Western culture. And they preferred to live in the uh, Crusader fortress of Akko rather than the Muslim part, you know, like Yerushalayim and all the rest of it. And the story is that when he came there, there was already some kind of yeshiva because the French rabbis had left Spain, many of them, uh, left France in 1259, I think, which was only a few years earlier. And therefore he had a collection of Rabbanim, Rosh Hashivas, and so forth. And they set up some kind of yeshiva-type situation, or shul, whatever it was, 
in Akko. And here comes uh, a a very distinguished ole, uh, none other than the Ramban. So you have an interesting meeting between the Ramban and the uh, Ashkenazi northern French rabbis, all on the Surah of Eretz Yisrael in Akko of all places. And they were Mechabedim to give a famous speech about Rosh Hashanah Russia, which having such a Lumdisha audience, it's a very Lumdisha type of drasha. It's not a drasha like a sermon. And uh, you know, went through all the sugis and all this sort of thing, as you would expect. And uh, it's a long business. And if you want to, get, in my opinion, the best edition that I know with all the notes, which have to be learned notes, is in that black Ramban, you know, the Chadush Ramban, Alashas, from Herschler, right? This one was issued later. By Shmuel Dickman, it says, I don't know, okay, whatever it is, but it's got a full notes and all the rest of it. Hasn't come out yet, Menukad, I know. And uh, among other things, right, the, the Ramban says, it's it's a whole sea of words, but among other things, the Ramban says, when he's talking about the, the Shvarim and the Trua and all the rest of it, that uh, the Trua is indeed not a, a single straight sound, which is, uh, you know, something like that. True, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Shvarim. Something like that. It's not that, but rather something along those lines with two, with two sounds in it. Okay? Uh, right? Jeremban is saying in his speech that he doesn't think the difference between a Shvarim and a True is the length. Elisha is that called Pashut, Sovakitri but rather that the difference is in the form that the tekiya is a straight sound, sofo kitchiloso, kishmerim kolo l'shorer ularanein, like somebody raises his voice to sing, vizel and, and the other one, the shmarim, kol shavur, keinam yalel. It's a sound of, I think he means somebody who's shavur, somebody's broken. Not simply it's the same sound, but of lesser length. You have to hear like a break in it, uh, a, di- a, a discontinuity, discontinu- uh, something like that. And that's why the Chazal talk about Genuchi and all that. Okay? And um, and th- that's the meaning of Shever. And he brings a whole bunch of Pesukim, very interesting Pesukim, by the way. So he says the black and white that the difference between the um, the tiki on the one hand and the shvarim on the other is bedimian I call in the in the in the form it make in the form you take and not in the length below not in the length okay and you know there's what to talk about in all this, but I'm not getting into alumnship business here I'm just trying to show um, the historical. Um, what's the right word, meanderings of these uh, fundamental customs in history of Kal Yisrael, which, of course, the Rambam reminds us, reflect the fact that we forgot what it was originally like. The Rambam says, Baruch HaGolis, we lost it, baby, and, you know, we're trying to recover it, but it's not it's not what it originally was, or not necessarily so. And in this Dirshu um, little essay here, it says, B'chidushi ritva kasev shenchilk b'tkiya shever ela b'shir oruch hakol avolobetsu rosso. So the Ritva is, is exactly the opposite of the Ramban. He says that the Shvarim is the same thing as the Kiyah, just shorter. 
So, who do you blow like? No, let's put it this way. Who's wrong? Drumbon or Ritfi? You can't say that. So, what do you do? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Um, well, Amaisa, and I'm reading the note over here, Minigmene Poland, Germania, the Hungaria, Mechimene Sfarad, Gedasa Ritva. So, notice they used to blow in Poland, Germany, Hungary, and Spain. Straight sounds. Dun, dun, dun. Same thing as a tequila. You know, like that. And, uh, Merav Sternbuck, he says, Sha'af l'shitza ritva yeshut kotz ha'shev rapasha b'kol yored kitzas. K'day she'ishamam k'kol bechi. So, that sent me on the road to looking at uh, Sternbuck's, uh, you know, what's it called? Oh, his uh, chuvas now, you know, um, Chuvas Van Hogos, which now has five or six or eight volumes. I have like five. And he says, very, it's a very short piece. And what I always like about the Sternberg stuff is the, the chit-chat, the the the, uh, the lumdish gossip they have, tell you stories about all these gnomes you never would know otherwise. I mean it. And he says over here, say for Mo'odim which I don't have the patience to look up now, it's got a whole thing on probably all the different types of, of tekiahs out there. But I just want to add a little ha'ara on those who blow like the ritva, which is a straight sound, but shorter. That you have to make the short sound have some kind of crying in it. Isn't that interesting? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been a Baltikei in my life. It's not so easy to do these things like with a Bechi. I mean, it's it's one thing to get it right and have the right length. And I know what a basic Shwarm and a basic crew is. But to get all these little Pichimkas with a Tzlil Bechi, with a, 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 the, the ringing of a crying, Kol Shever Bekol Sheyori Kitsas, that there has to be a little bit of a dip in there. So I guess instead of Dun, it'd be Dun, something like that, with a little dip. Um... Which is not what Ritva said. Okay? Uh, but he says it is. He says I'm wrong. And, um, well, if he's there, he already could us. Well, if he, am I reading? Ritva Pirsha, Shvarm Kafi Azman, Kol Shavar Shadam Ose Batsaro. Being called Shevra Mashatsus to keep a close name Shachim, no show. It's supposed to be a sound of, of being depressed. Rakol Yorikitsas. It has to have some kind of a dip in, in, in the sound of it. Okay? Well, if he's there, Avshan and Makpinamod, Bitkias, Lahavi, Pashat Mamish, even though we follow the Ritva, he says, Dafka Maschal itself, Ubishwar and Pirisho Kadmon, Yarach Nasat Kiyan, you don't want to make it too long. Because then the shvarim might turn out to a tiki if you go like the Rashi way. But on the other hand, I'm arguing that you don't make it straight uh, a shever without any uh, dips. Uh, if you just do three straight sounds, there's no crying involved in it. Uh, so, but if you have a little, he's like this, if you make too sharp of a cry, then it's not a if you make a little dip in there, so you have to be quite skilled to go something like that. You know, you heard the little dip there. So that's all. Henkin said you can't make the shwarm 
literally without, you know, just, uh, which is what Claw Yisrael did. That's what I just read you in that note. So Rav Henkin is, as he often does, by the way, if you know his calendar, he often dissents from common practice and points out that the oiler makes a lot of mistakes. I mean, that's that's one of the things Rav Henkin does, okay? And, and he's a barachi, obviously. But on the other hand, here you have the whole Claw Yisrael apparently doing, as he said before, Poland, Germania, Hungary, B'nai Sfarad, and according to them, they're not doing it right. Okay? Now, on the other hand, where the Litvish end of Henkin is the Litvisha, where they get this from? So they're obviously following the Ramban here. Okay? Me'idach, minaglita kidas Ramban. To have it, you know, uh, you know, something like that. He calls it Utu, but I, I think that's what he means. Right? Because of Ubir of Nasan Karelitz, Mashal Koshal Belitl Shitz Aritva, Humishum Shisabain Kavanis Aritvin Yotz and Shinni, El Rak, Shin Serklas, Shinni, but whatever, that's not important. Okay? Uh, and he's got a whole long uh, a piece on this. Okay? He's got a whole long piece of this. I don't know if I want to get into it so much. You know, I will read this other paragraph. Why not? Uminik uh, Harbi, I'm reading this Deer Shoe thing. Uminik Harbi Makomis Belithuani Belitha Baharbi Yeshivas Shakol Sheva Nishma Bakol Tu Tu. So I think he means Tu Tu Tu. And then you know, Bechain Sikri Mikrai Kodesh from Sea Pace of Frank, obviously. Sheish Mailas is Kane. Bezeg Yaduish Hashem who Bedig Sholish Kokos. Then you know it's it's. By going, uh, you know, you know, it's it's three kochos because of the three sounds. Meidach b'seif modim zmanim kasa b'chaim brisker pick pick b'zeh. The b'chaim brisker didn't approve of this, even though he obviously was in lita. And neshi yishlach shel sof hashever nishma ketrua yotzim b'sos hashever because he's afraid of the last sound might sound like a trua. Amram achin bira of korel is shav mitzias hefse kol shel fnei achelak achron kila nashin nishma kol shever kmin nigan harais hashever gomor. You know, he explained it. And then he goes on to talk about the Yemenite thing and all the rest of it. So that sent me thinking uh, about this question. And just just now, I did a little bit of homework. Haven't seen Rosh Hashanah a year after after all. Um, I, I want to th- thank the patrons of this for making me go back and look at the fourth pair of Rosh Hashanah now. And uh, we just read the Ramban. And... Uh, you know, there, there, if I understand it correctly, there's a there's a fear that uh, I'll try to explain where the Ramban's coming from. There's a fear that if you don't, if you go like Rashi, and it's only three for the true, so then if you make the shever too long, it'll be a tekiah, because the tekiah is as long as the trua. If the trua is just how long did that take? Count it up. So that's as long as the shvarim. So it becomes a very big trick. How do you make the shvarim? You know, that it's, you know, it's less than three seconds or it's more than two and a half seconds, you know, that that kind of business. It was very difficult. I've always felt that that's the reason why that custom fell into the suetude and we go with the nine, because then it's easier to do the shvarim. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I just always, I took it for a matter of common sense. But on the other hand, I'm seeing over here, if you... Ramban would argue that, unlike Tosis, that as long as you make the shvarim distinct sound, it's not just a shorter version of a shvar, of a tekiah. Again, as long as the shvarim is not just a shorter version of tekiah, 
but it has its own distinct sound with a dipping or a this or that. You don't have to worry about how long it is because it's very clear everybody's not one of the one of the tekias. Do you see? That's that that's what makes sense to me. Anyway, so um I looked around here and there and I saw that the truth of the matter is the Ramban over here is talking at the end of his life in the Drusha that he delivers an Akko on Rosh Hashanah called the Drusha of Rosh Hashanah. But of course Ramban dealt with Rosh Hashanah stuff much earlier in his life, especially when he was very young. And I have in mind when he wrote all of his stuff as a young man against the Balamor. The Balamor has all kind of wild and interesting uh, suggestions when it comes to chauffeur stuff. I did one or two last year, if I remember correctly, or two years ago, whatever, uh, on the history of how all this stuff evolved, especially the idea of of this confusing business of moment that we blow chauffeur in order to confuse the Satan. And um, I'm sure everybody knows and remembers, I've talked about before, that the, uh, you know, Rashi says famously that you want to show how much the Jewish people are machavev as a mitzvah, and that confuses the Satan. And the Tosa says the Satan thinks it's the Yom Hagadol Agibar Vanoro, and it's going to be the, the end of death. He gets scared, Bahil, and so forth. That's from the um, Aruch. And, you know, all these kinds of different opinions. So, anyway, I opened up my uh, Rusty Trusty Rosh Hashanah over here. And I see that uh, there's two or three very interesting points. Uh, I hope I didn't go too long on this, but I'll just share this piece. With the Balamor on the one hand, and his uh, rivals, uh, his rival is the Ramban, on the other hand, he writes the Milcham Hashem, and his Sone, his bitter enemy. Oh my goodness, that's an understatement, and that's the Rivid. Because even though the Balamor and the Rivid were both Pro- Provence, Provençal, but boy, they hate each other, especially the Rivid. Mamish hated the, uh, the, the Balamor. You think I'm exaggerating or something like that. I'm not. And you'll see an example, and I'm talking about in a second, if you want the history of rabbinical polemics. And I'm looking at the Balamor here in the fourth parak. Um, is it the last Balamor? Could very well be. Those are interested in seeing it themselves. I think it's the last Balamor. Uh, and uh, he has a whole long business about, you know, Shabbat Brachas, Atesha Brachas, I think I've talked about before, that it used to be a custom in some places in the Salish Monastery, they, they did Shabbat Brachas, not Tesha Brachas. That is to say, they didn't do like we do Malchus Zikronas and Shabbat in the Salish Monastery. And the tour has all about it in Tafko Tzariyal. I, I, I've talked about that before. Those are just interesting historical developments. But listen to this Balamor. I don't want to get too confusing. Um, uh, you know, focusing the Balamor says on this famous Gemara where he says we blow the show for in order to confuse the Satan. Okay? Uh, so, some people are wondering now, and he's certainly right about that, that if for whatever reason you end up with the system that we have today, in which you have the Takiyas to Miyosha, but then the Takiyas to Moment, you know, it's the Takiyas you blow before Shemun and then the Takiyas and Shemun which is the real one? Which is the one you're, you're Yotzi with? Which is the Iker Takiyas Shofar? And they're all kind of lucky indications without getting into it right now, maybe next podcast, you know, which seem to indicate that the Tkiyas Dumi Yushav is the main one. After all, that's when you make the bracha. On the other hand, if it's only Larvis or Sutton, sounds like that it's not the main one. It's only like a a, a prep. So Yesh Medakim Shmuz Al Seder Shanan Ogen Ayom. 
Which are the tekiyos that confuse the sotan? Now, which are the main ones and which are the secondary ones? Im oson Are you going to tell me that the ones... Because, see, read the Gemara very closely. The Gemara says something like this. Loma token shehein miyoshev, loma token shehein mu'umen. And the answer is, k'ilav is a sotan. So if you read those words as I just read them, the question becomes, is larva something going on the omade or the yoshev? On the miyoshev, the Gemara doesn't clarify. We all take it for granted that it means it's kiyos to miyoshev, but the Balamor is questioning that. It doesn't make sense to say he's talking about the ones in the Shem, in the Shemun Esrei because that one is Minatora, you know, Imru Lefani Malchios is the Chronos and Shofars, you know that that Brisa, right? And on the other hand, if it's the ones that we do before the Shemun Esrei, then it's not really the Shofar blowing. Then why do you make the bracha then? It should only be like so for a minhag or something along those lines. Okay? Venerali, Pir Shmuz, the Rabbi Yitzhak, this this uh, piece about Larvis Asatan, Kishmain Sibhir Bagamda, and he goes on to a whole big business over here, where he says, Atkiya Shatokan Shim Yushab, Ela Tkiyas Besader Habrachas at Filo it feels shots. So he says something that sounds the opposite of what it is. Meaning it sounds weird. That the Tekiyas de Miyushav are the ones he blow in the Shemun Esri. The kids de Miyushav are the ones he blow in the Shemun Esri. What does that mean? I'll read it again. HaTekiyas Shetokun Kishen Yoshvin Eilu HaTekiyas Shetokun Beseda Brochus Betfilas Shatz Be'al Bishen Mu'umid L'Shatz Eimun L'Shar Amel Miyushav Because in the Chazar says Shatz everybody's sitting down just the Chazan standing. <laughs> Nobody learns like this, okay? That's what he does. HaTekiyas Mu'umid so what is the keys to Mu'umid? So, so listen closely. It's not, the Balamor is asserting something most unusual. It's not that there's a shofar blowing before Shimon Esri. There wasn't. Instead, there was a shofar blowing when you left Shoal. The keys to Mu'umid, ha'isa minhag b'yodam, sh'aytokin oso, k'sh'ayyotzin b'sakaneses. So he's, you know, turned everything upside down, the Balamor. The tekiyas miyushim, the moment he's 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 defining different than everybody else, and he even says that that's probably the source of the custom of the true gedola. Remember, the svarim have a true gedola. We Ashkenaz we do a tekiyah gedola, but that's purely a shtick. You don't have to do a tekiyah gedola, and it's uh, you know shofar blow number one hundred. They they just show off. They do tekiyah gedola, oh, 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 you know all that. But the svarim, after they finish a hundred colors, then they do a true gedola. It's in the Shulchan I think, Tavkov Tzadi Zayin or something like that. Uh, so where does that come from? Unless you say that's left over from the old Tekiyas, the, the, the moment. Isn't, isn't that remarkable? Okay. Uh, and Laman Nishay Regilin Ken Rishonim Yechidim Token Lachar Tefillah. So you see, it used to be a custom that people blow the Shev Rachar Tefillah. Below Shechayavin came. Right? They didn't have to because the shots motzi and the chavasan. Elements of minamovchar. Okay? Um, so, so the tekiyas that you blew after shul, that was larvis asatan, not the one that you blew in, in, in Shimon Esri. And there, according to him, there wasn't any that you blew before the Shimon Esri. But Shapur Dumilasis came. Bikinenos came bagachlom. Elan dibragonim. You gotta admit, that is a most unusual shot. So. Oh boy, 
If you look on the side, forget the Milchamas Hashem. Let's check out the Rivet, <laughs> who I told you hates the Balamor. And he basically says he's full of baloney. This is what the Hasogas Rivet say on the page. It's it's right there. You can open up, you know, to the back of the Gemara, you know, where, where the Balamor is. And you'll see the Rivet on the side. And he says, Amar Ram. And he's making fun of him. No, it's the Rivet's making fun of the Balamor. Because the Balamor says, Yesh Ladaktek. Um, what does it mean, Larvis is Sutton? So the derivative says, This is not me talking, baby. <laughs> this derivative. <laughs> Your dictic is dakla offer. No, it says dust, it's junk. There's nothing even to comment on, it's so stupid. And it's a double pashat that you've got it all wrong. And that, what is Marv is a Sutton, or the Tekiyas you blow before the Shemun Esri. When we come Mokam, even though the purpose of it is Marv is a Sutton, but Lamaisa, you're hearing 30 colors, so you can make a bracha. El Shetzvich on the side of I'll say the brachas. On the other hand, there's also a separate Chiyav that you have to do them in Malchis and Shafras. That's why the Ravid says you can make the bracha like you and I do before the Shimon Esrei. And, and, and that's that. Everything that this Balamor wrote about this statement of Yitzhak who said it's all shot of the Balamor they're all wrong. It's a on the on the paper that was wasted when he wrote down the, the his his uh Does the whole Balamor is a junk and it's a waste of paper. I don't even need to rely on it. Notice boy does he got it wrong. The Tkiyas de Myushiv are what you and I call the Tkiyas de Myushiv. That's the Rive it says. And then the Rive goes on to say something. Very interesting. And that is, what's the meaning of Kedela Arvis Asatan? Okay? What's the meaning of Arvis Asatan? Now remember, the Balmor says that Arvis Asatan, when you leave Shul and blow a second time after you leave Shul, when Yotzim at a base of Knesset. But the, that's not what the Ravid says. Now, this is very much like the Chaim Salvation article. Uh, the Ravid's Chedushim are scattered all over the place. And you don't necessarily know what they are unless you run across them. And they're in all kinds of different places, in Shuvas and the Horus and this, and that, and the other. Here is the Ravid's um, explanation of Kedar Sun. Now remember, it's not the Maimonidean one, which is Uri Yishen Mishinaschem. It's not the Rashi one, Kedai Larvis L'chavivis Amitzvahs, you know. And it's not the Atosis one, that you're scaring the Sutton into thinking that he's about to get killed. Upir Irbu Bedvar Emes. If you want to know what it really means, Larvis Sutton. The idea between blowing before the Shemun Esri and then subsequently blowing during Shemun Esri is as follows. That if the Satan comes to prosecute, to be Mastin, he'll be Mastin with the first Tkiyas. In other words, we fool the Satan into thinking that the Tkiyas, the Meyushav that we blow before the Shemun Esri are the real Tkiyas of the Shas Hadin, Okay, of the Shas Adin, because you say 
in the um Salatokev, Ubashofer Godal Yitokava called Momo Yishama, right? Hine Yama Din. So you think when you blow the shofar, that's this man of the din upstairs in heaven. And so the Satan shows up and he offers all of his kindness. Yasnal Tkis Rishonas. So and 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 the Satan does not realize that that's not actually when the din is taking place. Instead, the din is taking place during the Shemanesri. You understand? During the Shemanesri. That's when you blow the shofar, it's Rodas and Shofras. But he, the Satan, don't realize that, and he will leave the courtroom before it comes to the real moment of din. So the Satan shows up. This is what the rabbit says, Al Derek Hemis. This is his words, not mine. So the Satan's like the cop who gets the, <laughs> the dumb cop who goes to the wrong courtroom. You get it? He comes and delivers a report and he says, I this and this person was speeding and so on and so forth. He doesn't hop that the trial, you know, that I'm. Uh, that my trial is actually half hour later and maybe with a different judge or something like that. And so all of his stuff was wasted. Yastin al and therefore when we Daven Shemanesrei for Yisko and then blow Shofar in the Shemanesrei, what we call Malchis Yisrodas and Shofras, lo Yastin o. So the Ravid says, then um, the, the Satan can't uh, prosecute anymore. She'en lo Rishus lahashten shtei pomim. I don't know where he gets that from, but that's what, listen, it's the Ravid, not me, <laughs> okay? And so the Sutton only has one shot. Mamish like a cop in court. A lot of judges are like, I've seen that. Judges say, okay, you, you know, let, let me hear what you have to say. But uh, you don't get to say it twice. Um, and that way, that when you, the feel of the Tzibur, meaning the Shaman Esrei, that they're reciting, and that's the moment of Din, Will be makubal im zichron So the real so arvis is is to ward him away from the moment, but the real um, shofar blowing the din to be mamtik the din or whatever you want to call it, that is of course in the shemanesi vizel pirish ho irbuf the ms. That's really what we mean kadei larvis is sotin when we took pirusheno, and if you follow what I just explained, call dvarov betalim. Finish Borim Kicheris. Then everything the Baltimore said was a bunch of baloney. Was Dvarim Batalim finished Borim Kicheris. Busted like a like a bad pottery. So I told you before, he hates him. Uh, this is a double you do to all the historians. And here's a perfect example of that. I did another one last year uh, on an earlier page uh, about uh, um, whatever. A different Baltimore on, on, on an earlier page. So as you see, this has become a site of combat. Now, the Ramban in the Balamor has a, not such a vicious take, just he strongly uh, dissents from what the Balamor said. But I've already, I'm already at 35 minutes, so let's call this one a day, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll, I'll see how I feel, and maybe we'll continue this some other time. So once again, I want to thank Mishpacha Savansky. One thing you got out of today, which I don't think most, as far as I'm aware, most people don't know is this take of the Ravid on Kedar Larabas Sutton. Most people you come across know the Rashi and the Tosavas over there. You know, that's what we learn when we learn Daf Yombi or in school or whatever it is. Rashi saying, you know, that the Sutton gets confused because he sees the Klaus Rome Chavis and Tosa says, you know, from the Aruch that, uh, you know, the Sutton gets scared 
because he thinks it's the it's the Yom Hadin. I got all it's a shofar, but higher be Yom Hu. You talk about shofar got all, and you know it'll be the end of the of the satan. You see, uh, those are the usual ones we hear. This rivet is a very interesting one, and uh, offers a third explanation. Anyway, once again, I want to thank Mishpachas Zafansky and call it a day. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.